Welcome to the Bill for the Trades podcast. This is your host, Dan Dowdy, and today we're going to talk about the five steps to take advantage of the recession. Uh, before we jump in, I just wanted to uh, just ask the audience out there, uh, please like and subscribe and share this with a friend. Uh, our focus here at Bill for the Trades is to help the people listening to this podcast grow through leadership development, and we could use your help in that. So, Diving into the five steps to take advantage of the recession. I think some of the benefits you're going to find from this podcast is really looking at the recession through a different lens. And instead of being a victim to the recession, really looking at, uh, looking at it through, through the lens of a leader and applying one of these five steps to really not only take advantage, but uh, set yourself ahead of your competitors. So if you're a business owner, um, a manager, um, really just any, looking to grow your business, your department, this is going to be a great podcast for you. So let's dive right in. So when it comes to separating yourself from your uh, competitors, it really starts with um, mindset, first and foremost. So diving in, the first thing I want you to think about is most people's response to a recession is to cut costs, right? Um, is to focus on things outside of their control and complain about them. I hear it time and time again that, hey, the customers nowadays look different than they did pre-COVID or pre-recession. And so with a general general decline in the economy, uh, something like this recession usually lasts about 10 to 18 months. Uh, the first thing we need to focus on as leaders is not navigating the recession with this negative mindset of all oh, poor me, this is gonna happen, I can't believe this is going on, but instead choosing to focus and think of it as a leader would think of it, which is really positive mindset. First of all, seeing the recession as an opportunity, very important. Focusing on what you can control, right? Um, if you watch the news, you're gonna be left with a negative mindset. And if you let that affect your leadership and how you lead your team at work, then it's gonna flow and it's gonna influence all the people around you. So instead, positive mindset, focus on what you can control, and then applying at least one of these five steps to improve your business, to improve your leadership, and to really take advantage of the recession. So step one is the first thing we should be focusing on and really taking advantage of this time is gaining market share. Um, that can mean so many different things out there, but really I wanna talk about marketing. A lot of people are just spending money on marketing and have no idea where it's going or any kind of return on investment. So uh, the first step here is gain market share. And we do that by building a marketing strategy. We also do that by tracking your return on investment. And then ultimately by consistently investing time and money into your marketing. So if you're listening and you're doing none of those three things, then uh, that's a great area to start, right? Because once again, a lot of people get scared they start to pull back on their marketing, so it's a great opportunity for you to press into it. But pressing into it, you want to make sure that the money that you are spending is going somewhere. So I'm going to share an example of a marketing strategy for you, and, uh, and we're going to do a future podcast on this, really diving more into it. But today I'm going to share an example for you. So a marketing strategy usually looks like this. The first thing you're, that you're going to focus on is your demographic. So um, generally the age of your ideal homeowner, right? If you're a home service business, the age of your ideal homeowner, usually we do about a 20 year span. So a lot of people say my ideal homeowner's age 30 to 50, right? 
Uh, and then I ask people, is this a family? Is this a single person? Is this a, 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 just a married couple? Who are you marketing to, right? Uh, the value of the home's important. Uh, the percentage of the business is, you know, that you're serving, is it com- like what percentage is commercial versus residential? So those are some of the questions we ask when we're building a marketing strategy in the demographic area. It's important to know this because you can really look at your marketing through this lens and make sure that you are, in fact, um, you know, uh, reaching and, and, and making an emotional connection with these people in the way you market and also where you market. Uh, the next thing we focus on is geographic, so counties you serve, um, you know, what's the radius from your location, uh, maybe specific neighborhoods. Once again, I'm kind of leaning this more towards a home service company, but you're kind of getting the gist, right? You want to know your ideal geographic locations of where you want to market. And then the next one is psychographic, um, listing out the most profitable services that you offer, right? When you start a business, it's typical to be all things to all people, right? You're just trying to get calls to come in and do your thing, and you find yourself offering every service under the sun. But as you grow, you really learn what's your most profitable services, and those should be the services that we are that we are actually marketing more, right? We want to get more phone calls to that. And then the the uh, the last area of our marketing strategy we call the three buckets of marketing, and it's really diving into. Um, out of all the different things you're doing in your marketing, right? Listing all those out, how much is going into your sales bucket? How much is going into your retention bucket, retaining your customers? And how much is going into your community bucket? And so really laying those out becomes a very powerful thing when it comes to being intentional with your marketing. Once again, be looking out for our marketing strategy podcast that we're going to do, diving more into some of those details. But the number one thing and taking advantage of the recession is to focus on gaining market share. Uh, number two here is communication for success. Um, it's about being proactive versus being reactive. And I'll dive in a little more of that. So a lot of businesses we work with here at Built for the Trades are very reactive, right? That's a big reason why they need our services to help them be more proactive. And so if you're running around and you're leading a team or you're running a business and all you're doing every day is putting out fires, uh, this communication for success is really going to help. So most businesses, what we like to see is a weekly leadership meeting, um, some kind of weekly tech meeting, and then a weekly customer service team meeting. And this done weekly is powerful only if you have a very specific agenda and you're following that agenda, making it worth everybody's time and energy to be there in those sessions. See, those meetings should be communicating uh, things that we should be doing to be more proactive in our business instead of being reactive. So an example agenda for communication for success would look like this. Uh, Intro and wins, five minutes, right? That's how we start our meeting. Uh, Positive focus, share some wins. And then we jump into core value talk, five minutes. Um, You know, somebody share a story about something that you or somebody else has done that, that relates to one of our core values. Shouldn't take more than five minutes. Company updates, 10 minutes. That's where we go in and say, hey, look, we have a party coming up this day and this guest's coming in this day and uh, these things are happening. Right? A lot of people live in company updates for most meetings and it just really becomes a complaining session about the company and what everybody's not doing right. So that should only be 10 minutes of your agenda and, uh, and focusing on keeping it as positive as possible. And then really the magic happens the next 30 minutes where you're focusing on one training topic 
uh, to really communicate that and, and get that across to your team. If you're doing a, a weekly leadership meeting, that 30 minutes may be spent going over your top three issues in your business and discussing them as a team and coming up with some kind of conclusions and to-dos uh, with those discussions. And then the last 10 minutes, you're just concluding, right? Concluding the session is, is setting to-dos. All right, based on our conversation today, who's going to be doing what? Um, or if you're leading a tech or CSR meeting, it may be, hey, based on our training topic today, does anybody have any questions? So really, that should be a simple 60-minute agenda that will give you communication for success in your business, which is step number two in the five steps. So step number three is strengthening your team. This is By doing this, we encourage consistent one-to-ones. Um, not only building relationships, but also removing obstacles from your team members, right? That's really our main focus as leaders is to build the relationships, get people to know, like, and trust us in the process, and then being there to help them uh, kind of coach them through any obstacles they have in their position, you know, in their department, so on and so forth. So consistent one-to-ones on your calendar, uh, are you doing them weekly, bi-weekly, monthly? Like whatever it is, are you doing that consistently to strengthen your team? Uh, the next piece of strengthening your team we talk about is recruiting. Letting people see behind the scenes of your company, right? We do that through a great option of doing that. It's, it's, it's a simple way to do it is through social media. Not overthinking what you're putting out there, but just picking up the phone and, um, and, and shooting some content and sharing it with the world and really looking at it through the lens of, uh, this is going to strengthen my team because we're going to show people that we are a company led by positive leaders who are pressing into whatever environment we're in, right? And we're looking to grow our team. And that's going to be the opposite of what a lot of business owners are doing during, during a recession. So showing that is going to encourage a lot of top talented people to move over to your business. And then the last piece, the piece of strengthening your team is going to be pay raises. You know, with inflation so crazy as you go through recession, um, having the opportunity to pay your team well to make sure they stay with you um, is a great way to go ahead and go ahead and strengthen your team. So I wanted to show you a example of a 60-minute one-to-one agenda here, and um, so it starts with intro and wins. Once again, starting with a positive focus, five minutes. Uh, the next piece is a personal update for 15 minutes. What's going on in your life? Tell me about your family, your latest trip, whatever it is, maybe some personal goals. Uh, the next thing is 15 minutes to talk about business obstacles, like what's going on right now that I can help you with. Uh, once you do that, you jump into coaching them to, to remove those obstacles. So coaching is asking questions to get them to give you the answers that you know they already know. And in doing so, you can really help them remove those obstacles. And then the last five minutes is concluding those sessions. That's a simple 60-minute one-to-one agenda. Now, you may be thinking, listening to this, Dan, I don't have 60 minutes to spend one-to-one with each one of my team members. That's fair. That's fair. But it's not a good excuse because, um, you know, editing your time and really, and really refocusing on your team, what could be more important than that? Uh, right. If you're if you're focusing on coaching your team and building them up, you're building up the leaders around you and they're really going to help carry the load, freeing your time up to do the things that you love, spend time with your family, whatever it is. So it's time well invested uh, spending time with your team. All right. So number four in the five steps to take advantage of the recession, I call this dig the well before you need the water. 
And um, we talk about building relationships with key people uh, that you should have good relationships with. And then one, it's going to be your banker, right? Uh, two, maybe a CPA, a lawyer. Um, and then we even talk about building relationships with your vendors and suppliers. So I work with a lot of small businesses out there, and I, I talk often about, let's just start with bankers, right? You do business with the actual banker, not the bank, right? If you're, if you're banking at a corporate bank and you're expecting them to have your back when the going gets tough, the reality is you're just another number, there's no relationship there, and they're going to go by whatever process they have in place for that bank. So the key is right now, before you need it, right, build the relationship with somebody you can trust. With a banker you can trust, with a lawyer you can trust, with a CPA you can trust. Really invest that time. And then the vendor and suppliers, I mean, think about the supply crunch right now uh, for a lot, of, a lot of businesses out there. I mean, if the difference between you and your competitor may be a relationship, uh, may be a good track record of you paying your bills on time, right? Uh, when it comes down to picking you versus a competitor, hopefully you already have those relationships built and you're going to rank out ahead of your competitors. So step four, dig the well before you need the water. And then last but not least, for sure, is step five. We call this the 80-20 rule. Focusing 20% on the things that bring 80% of the revenue. And so the very first thing that I encourage people to do editing your time often right when i say often i think a good standard standard uh, point would be about quarterly so every three months you need to sit down and you need to really edit how you're spending your time um, so the way that you would do that would be simply just tracking your time writing things down that you're doing for the next week every day and then really analyzing that and asking yourself is, is what i'm doing um, things that I can delegate, things that I can eliminate, you know, from what I'm doing to really focus more on training my team, doing one-to-ones, really developing the leaders around me. Um, so that would really get you focused down, right, to the 20% of the things that bring 80% of the revenue. Uh, the next thing would be editing your customer list. Um, I've heard of a lot of organizations doing this uh, during these times where they're taking and they're and they're going through all their customers and the bottom 20%, they're working to get those customers out so they can replace them with better paying, uh, better customers that meet their avatar. And uh, so that's one thing that you could do uh, to really uh, not only get rid of those paying customers, but also pick up cash flow in your business. And then the, uh, the third thing we talk about is just editing your budget, right? Sitting down, looking through your budget, and making sure that you're cutting out the things that are frivolous, the things that you don't really need. And those funds, assuming you're a profitable company, could be reallocated back to recruiting and marketing uh, and really pressing forward into building your team. So, as I go through all these things to kind of wrap up the podcast, the five steps to taking advantage of the recession. Step one, gain market share. Build a marketing strategy and track your ROI. Step two, uh, communication for success, right? Weekly meetings with a structured agenda. It's going to be really important. Step three is strengthening your team. Um, consistent, structured, one-to-ones, uh, focusing on recruiting, maybe even some pay raises to your team to offset inflation. Uh, step four is dig the well. 
before you need the water, right? So building those relationships with your banker, your CPA, your vendors, suppliers, your lawyer, uh, making sure you have those people on your team uh, before you actually need them. And then step five, the 80-20 rule, focusing on uh, editing your time, your customer list, maybe your budget, but really focusing on the 20% of the things that produce 80% of your revenue will really help you when it comes to taking advantage of the recession. So I want to end with this quote from John C. Maxwell. He says, a pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. The leader adjusts the sails. Uh, my hope is that you're the leader that is adjusting the sales, taking one of these things you learned in this podcast and applying it to what you do in your leadership uh, moving forward day to day. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this with a friend or leave us a, a review. That would be awesome. We love to hear from the people out there that are listening and that enjoy this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you next time. 